0: On September 21st at the I.O. Theater in Chicago and streaming wherever you are, it's time for the fifth annual Pod Slam, the podcast marathon for Connor's Cure. Beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time, the world's best podcast marathon brings you the finest shows in all the land. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, Queer Movie Night, Poppin' Bottles, Tabletop Potluck, I'll Be There For You. How Star Wars is it? The Pod Slam exclusive Hollywood Hardwood. Dilettante Ball, Killer Conversations, The Heels and Heels, Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. Paired, our father. We still like you. Not your demographic. Marty and Sarah love wrestling. And the night concludes with the Pod Slam All-Star Rumble, presented by Parker Flags and Penance where hosts from shows throughout the day battle it out for ultimate podcast supremacy. Tickets are $10 all day with all proceeds going straight to Connor's Cure for pediatric cancer research and treatments. Head to arcadeaudio.net slash PodSlam right now for tickets, donations, schedules, and much, much more. Welcome. To Arcade Audio.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Live, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for coming to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and tonight's theme is going to be Greek and Roman mythology. It's very exciting, I know. Let's uh, meet our team to my left. Do we have a team name over here?
2: Yeah, uh, I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. <laughs> I am Spartacus. I am
1: Spartacus. <laughs> okay, and is that the team name or is that the what? You, what did you, you heard you hear? us. I, I heard I am Spartacus. I, I am Spartacus. Spartacus. <laughs> okay, should I even bother meeting the indi- individual players or let's you know let's do it. Let's uh, starting here. We're... Hi, I'm Daryl Monty. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, Daryl's left. I am Sammy Tamimi. Okay, and finally,
2: uh, hello, I'm Kayla Molinix.
1: Awesome. Now let's meet our team to my right. Do we have a team name?
3: Yes, we're uh, River69. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boom! Oh.
1: That's good. That's very good. Okay. Uh, let's meet our players starting closest to me.
4: I'm Elizabeth Yildurro.
1: I'm Peter Williams. And I'm Ben Palin. Awesome. Woo. All right. Very, very easy and breezy. Let's get right to it with a, uh, a question for I Am Spartacus.
5: I Am Spartacus!
1: Oh, it's going to be a long show. <laughs> Now, much of what we know of Greek mythology comes from the poet Homer, who carried on the stories of the gods through oral tradition. The stories told in his voice have lasted almost as long as the ones told by history's other famous Homer, Homer Simpson. Uh The beloved Oaf's voice is the masterpiece of comedian Dan Castellaneta, who has portrayed Homer for 30 years. That's by far the longest he's played a single character, though it might have been outdone by another role were it not for some studio intervention. So what other famous role did Dan Castellaneta voice before he had to give it up? All right, what do we think here? What other famous role did Dan Castellaneta have to give up? <laughs>
6: Uh, We had multiple answers over here, and then we realized all of us are tone deaf when it comes to voices, Mm -hmm. but we all do know that he was the voice of the modern-day Flintstone.
5: Fred Flintstone. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, modern-day... are there multiple eras of Flintstones? Well, they're a modern Stone Age family, as we all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Media evolves with us, so. Yeah, they're just different
5: actors. Like, uh, for example,
2: Peanuts, okay.
6: a long running uh, cartoon, had different voice actors for the mm-hmm. various characters. Same thing with the Flintstones, they've had various voice actors. And if you watch, like, WWE products.
1: Like I was hoping you would say.
6: <laughs> they all, they'll have different voice actors for, like, the Scooby Doo crossover with John Cena.
3: So.
1: They're, which is real. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
3: what happened to Dan? why did he get kicked out? Have you ever met him? No. Yeah, you don't want to. You
5: Have want to you guys him met him?
2: Too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah? He's, where? He's
5: mm-hmm. the perfect real-life analog for Homer Simpson. He's drunk on the job constantly, super lazy, yeah. eats all of the donuts. Mm-hmm. Smoking Loves hot life.
2: nuclear waste. <laughs>
5: I mean, he has a radio
4: show in L.A.,
6: and you can hear what he's really like, and you're like, oh,
2: No, no, no.
4: Wait, so you, you can hear what he's really like even though you guys all said you were tone deaf with voices?
2: Um, but that doesn't have to do with, like, your energy, you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, 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 yeah.
7: We're, roughly how old is Dan Castellaneta?
2: His energy <laughs> Thank or Thank
1: you for putting that
7: <laughs> Latino flair on it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
6: he is approximately at, right now in his 50s. Okay.
1: What?
3: He's <laughs> approximately right now in his 50s. Ask
6: me later. It could
1: change. <laughs> true. Fair enough. Do we think they're telling the truth, was it uh, modern-day Flintstone, Fred Flintstone?
3: No way. No.
1: What was, the, uh, what was the character that he did voice?
3: Oh, we all agreed unanimously yes. it had to be Scooby-Doo.
1: <laughs> it had to be Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, it was the genie from Aladdin. Oh! That's right. So after Robin Williams had a falling out with Disney, the studio turned to Castellaneta to fill in on the Aladdin TV show and the sequel return of Jafar. Oh, man. But, I did know he did that, but I didn't know that would surpass the length of The Simpsons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they brought Williams back uh, once he made up with the studio for the linchpin of the entire series, 1998's Disney's Math Quest with Aladdin on PC. <laughs> yeah. All right, River, River the Hero. River yes, like that. River 69. Uh, yes. who, who puts the God in Gladiator?
3: Hercules. All right,
1: ten points.
4: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> nice. Wow. That's right, Hercules. Uh, well, he of course exists in mythology. We all know Herc from the Disney animated film Hercules, which managed to somehow be both about ancient history and ahead of its time in warning us how much James Woods sucks. <laughs> Despite being Disney's first aw for James Woods. <laughs> well, it just means like a real hard shot at a murderer. <laughs> Did he murder somebody? <laughs> Didn't he kill James? Uh, Natalie Woods. James. Oh, did he? No, that was no. somebody else. Oh. He's just, we're, just, he's just, we're just mixing up our murderers. No, the ocean killed Natalie Woods. What was it James Woods?
2: Okay, it's the truth. But who pushed her? Because isn't she the one that fell over the guardrail?
1: Yeah, technically nobody was ever indicted for her murder. But okay, I but think uh, Christopher Walken, I believe, was on the scene. Hercules. Hercules. Ten points. Ten, okay, sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh.
1: that's that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, Anyway, let's get back to the uh, question here. Despite being Disney's first major musical not based on a fairy tale, uh, Hercules himself doesn't exist entirely by himself. Which character from a different Disney movie is Hercules technically related to? Which character from a different Disney movie is Hercules related to?
3: Um, so as we all know, of course, m- magic comes from heaven.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to have to disagree personally, but that's okay.
3: No, we all know this. So, so uh, think about that big hit movie Fantasia, right? Mm. Ooh. Uh, uh, Mickey Mouse plays kind of a Christ figure.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes, as a bumbling apprentice <laughs> trying to do his master's bidding. Yes,
4: that was right. Jesus from, like, you know, the last <laughs> years of Jesus. Oh, That's from, what from he was 12 actually, to yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So Mickey Mouse as an adolescent Jesus, uh, as we learn in Hercules, all the gods are related. So Jesus and Zeus, uh, cousins, they grew up going to school next door to each other. Um, so
1: <laughs> They grew up on a school next door to
6: each other.
3: Mickey Mouse.
6: <laughs> so what were their family reunions like?
3: Oh, you know that classic rivalry stuff yeah. where <laughs> Zeus would be like my kids half a human and Mickey Mouse's dad would be like my kids half a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> what What's what is the other, other half? Okay. God. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so if, if I was to be a uh, Mickite, I guess is what you'd call him, sure. what would be the the uh, commandments of the Mickey Mouse religion?
3: Number 1, we don't watch Ratatouille. <laughs> Which <We laughs> gives not. Mickey Mouse a bad name. That's he's part of the one. family, yeah. but he's a bad part.
4: Number <laughs> so, two, <clears throat> money over everything. <laughs> uh,
1: Except for the first commandment.
7: Well, yeah. Right, yeah. And uh, number three pick an article of
1: clothing and just don't wear it. Uh, Do we think uh, Mickey Mouse is the correct answer? Is Mickey related to Hercules? Uh, Um, We're going
2: to say no because we know mice are gross and uh, Hercules is hot.
1: (laughs) That's true.
6: I, we think there's a couple of ways in there. So I think the strongest one is what Monty. Uh, yeah. The answer I would have is uh, Bacchus from uh, Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And our the backup would be because I think this also works in because I didn't even think about that is Ariel because she's the daughter of Triton who's yeah, also King part Frighton, of the uh, Poseidon.
1: Ariel is correct. That's oh. right. Close Ariel for Bacchus who's also a Greek god.
4: I would uh, like to correct and say it's Ariel.
1: It is, it is Ariel. I'll give you some points for that. Thank you. Jeez, that's so right. Uh, so Hercules' father, Zeus, is Poseidon's brother, right? So that means Poseidon is Hercules' uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Poseidon is the father of Triton, which means Hercules is the cousin of Triton, and Triton's oh. daughter is Ariel.
3: That's
6: so
1: Ariel is his first cousin once removed, probably. I think <laughs> that's how that works. And the audience goes wild. <laughs> Thank you for directing traffic. <laughs> all right. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. If there's, we'll get it next time, guys. If there's one thing everyone knows about the gods, it's that they're all super horned up. And none of them were as big a horned dog as the big man himself, Zeus. Like some kind of depraved pickup artist, Zeus would, uh, Zeus loved to peacock by assuming different forms in order to seduce women. At times, he transformed into a bull, swan, satyr, dove, and even an ant. But none was more bizarre than the tricky pole to seduce the princess Danae. How did Zeus manage to get with Danae?
5: Oh, baby.
1: Sense. All right. How did Zeus manage to get with Danae?
2: Okay, um, I'm pretty sure this is a story because, uh, like me and Elizabeth were talking about earlier before the show, I did take Latin, and um, this I did, is, too. And this is all we learned. I did not learn any of the language. Um, they
6: just learned all the horny stories. All of Zeus. the <laughs>
2: horny stories. So I'm pretty sure this horny story is about um, the weather, which, as you know, is really what. So um, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. I think Danae was like in trouble or something, and she got like locked outside. In this cage that didn't have a roof, um, and so I think, and then Zeus would like rain on her, and he was the rain, and she got pregnant from that. And it's that, a
6: metaphor, and, and
2: it honestly terrified me as a child hearing this story because I thought I couldn't go in the rain. You know? Kayla
3: and I are from Texas, where there is no actual sex education. No one told me,
2: and I was like, uh, when I was taught Jesus stuff, I was like, well, Mary was a virgin, and a uh, rain doesn't go inside of you, so. <laughs>
6: can i can I just spoke off for a second? like, what was like the biggest misconception either of you had from your youth about sex?
2: Oh, I'll tell you right now that's a good one. Um, I thought that you had sex one time and then prayed to God about how many kids you wanted to
1: have <laughs> I was that is definitely a misconception.
4: <laughs> Spencer, I think you should lose ten points. There. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth
3: Um I asked my mom so my parents weren't married when I was born, and I remember noticing around middle school that most people's parents were married, so I asked my mom about it, and uh, they were never together or anything, and she just her answer to me as like a 13 year old was like, well you know, when a uh, when a man and a woman spend a lot of time together, sometimes they just, ha- and, you know, I used to meet your dad a lot in the coffee shop, so that's how <laughs> you came to be. <laughs> and I remember being 13 and being like, great, so no male friends. <laughs> Done. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. It worked so fine. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I sympathize. Um, How tall were the walls of this ceilingless cage? Like, could um, she not get out?
2: In my imagination, when I was imagining this terrifying story, um, (laughs) I imagined that it was like, (laughs) I think it was like kind of like a dug out thing. You know what I mean? So I would say... Like a pit. Yeah, like a pit (laughs) with like uh, just... You know, regular crisscross bars, <laughs> crisscross applesauce. Yeah, crisscross applesauce bars, and I think I'm sure she could stand. And I mean, the women of that time were probably what, like five five? I would say, averagely. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah.
4: so. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> th- I think we all learned that. Definitely <laughs> yeah, took yeah, high school Latin.
2: <laughs> I did go to school in Texas, so that is the <laughs> <Yeah>. truth. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> do we think? Do we think on the truth? Is this uh, what was the answer? How did he do it?
2: Uh, he th- rained th- on her. He rained on her.
1: He God, it's so rain.
2: horrible
4: every time you say it. I
1: don't
4: know. Uh, we think it's a lie.
1: Okay. What do, we, what do we think the real answer is?
4: And can we provide two answers?
1: I think the other team did previously, so yeah, I will allow you the Okay.
4: So either he was a tree or she, he turned her into a tree. Okay. Got gotcha. you. Uh, There's something with a tree.
1: Okay. Well, uh, no, actually, Kayla was right. It was a golden oh, shower. A golden shower. shower! <laughs> a golden shower! <laughs> that's right. Like no. Golden. No. Uh, so scared a of a prophecy <laughs> scared of a prophecy that he would be murdered by his own grandchild king acrisius buried his only daughter alive in a brass tower to ensure she'd never procreate however you can't put past one or you can't put one past old zeus who transformed himself into a golden rain that cascaded through the roof of the tower and directly into her womb
3: why was it golden
1: because uh, he's a god, I don't
3: know. No, that's a peepee color.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is peepee color. I'll give you 10 points for that.
2: Uh, he, he was God and he did know what he wanted us to do later on, you know? Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, River 69. The Greeks had a god for just about everything bread, bread dough, the kneading of bread dough, baking bread, wrestling. Akratopates was the god of unmixed wines. If he was trying wines today, he might opt for the wine created by the director of the Tagua Tagua Observatory in Chile. Ian Hutchison brought a uh, excuse me, he bought a vineyard near the observatory and began making Cabernet Sauvignon with an unusual process. What is unique about Ian Hutchison's winemaking process? right river 69 what's unique about this fellow's wine making process
7: so what's unique about it is he uh was reading books about wine and he thought that wine was getting way too like commercialized and like uh like being made in factories really quickly and so he took (laughs) twice the amount of time to do almost every single step so like crushing the grapes he's like we're gonna crush them twice as long sure like fermenting it twice as long uh like putting it in the bottles twice as slow making it take twice as long
6: <laughs> I
7: have so many questions Ben Sure, we have so many answers so uh,
6: what would, about taking your time makes it better it just sounds like it just
7: takes longer not necessarily makes it better so it was just his theory it actually didn't end up working very well <laughs> it's, not, it's not very good wine from so, what I've heard,
0: how do you
2: how do you twice as much crush the grapes? Because shouldn't they just be crushed a lot Tw- in the you first to make liquid? crush liquid? So you you're just stepping in liquid. So you're yeah. just making liquid. Yeah, fruit you things. just keep. I mean,
7: it's like you can never really get all the like liquid out of a fruit. You know, no, I feel I like don't. you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fruit's always a little bit wet. You know, yeah. in your
6: personal life, what would be improved if you took twice as long doing it? Showers. <laughs> how, how long do you shower right now? A good like
7: two and a half minutes.
3: <laughs> that's it. You that's need honestly... more than doubling that, pal.
7: <laughs> I feel like five would give me a good would, yeah, to go. You, yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be good.
2: I think that's impressive. Two minutes. <laughs> okay, it's I actually a, respect you now. It's no like a NASCAR pit
7: crew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically.
2: Showers I mean,
3: so... are made to be savored. Yeah.
2: Nah,
7: I'm in and out. I'm like I'm like
1: a good ten fifteen minutes. Yeah. So I started doing this thing like once or twice a week where I'll just like turn the shower on but just like sit in the tub and just sit in it
2: yeah I do that when I cry <laughs>
1: uh, that's, how, that's how it started yeah, 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 yeah. And, and now, I, now I just like it
2: it's good it's yeah. good
1: mm-hmm. anyway uh, yeah. <laughs> do we think that's telling the truth is it uh, double the wine making time no
2: way Jose no, no. no
1: way Jose
6: so that might be a side effect of the process he decides mm-hmm. to do but that was not the point of it okay <laughs> Fill me in. I'm going to combine our answers because it, it all works. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, first of all, he strains it through peat moss, and then he uh, passes it through the uh, intestines of an animal, kind of like how civet cats pass coffee beans through it, and then they take the coffee beans and make expensive coffee. So he passes
1: it through the intestines of an animal, collects the urine, and then ferments it. I see. No, it's not that gross. <laughs> not uh, <a> <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, he recovered a meteorite and oh. carved it into small golf ball-sized chunks. As the wine is placed into barrels to age, he tosses in a chunk of space rock to imbue the wine with mineral flavors and more body. And ironically, the meteorite wine's taste has been called very earthy.
5: Oh. This
2: sounds like a horror food movie, like waiting to happen. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: just yeah, like bacteria from the space rock infects mm-hmm. everyone drinking the wine. Mm-hmm. If sounds I wanted
3: like... rocks in my wine, I'd just drink Franzia. in my right, ladies?
1: Oh my god! Oh, That's Elizabeth fun. is really pleased with herself right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I am Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Getting better. One of my personal favorite minor deities is Colachia the Roman goddess of sex after marriage and sewers.
3: Love her. <laughs> While
1: not everyone appreciates the invaluable efforts of sewer workers, the Bank of England has certainly shown their appreciation in the past. In fact, in 1836, they gifted a London sewer worker 800 pounds, which is the equivalent today of about $100,000. But this wasn't a general thanks just for dealing with poo and pet alligators. Why did the Bank of England give some random sewer worker a gift worth almost $100,000? What do we think here? Why did this guy just get a bunch of money from England?
5: So this municipal sewer worker recovered the crown jewels from the Tower of London, which a thief had stolen and thrown in the sewer to cover his tracks.
3: Why steal something you're going to toss? It was for safekeeping. It's like
2: he's like, hey, you gotta lay low. I'm nervous. I just made a felony. Yeah, you know?
5: those beef eater guards, like they look slow and they don't really react, but they cook.
2: They're saving like, their energy. Yeah,
5: to absolutely. Chase. Yeah, they're like alligators. They he was planning on energy. energy. He was planning on coming back
7: to it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't just like, I'm getting rid of the evidence yeah. of the crime I committed. <laughs> it's like, like Logan Lucky.
6: Spoiler warnings for a movie that's five years old. Like they put it in the trash. They put the money in the trash so they can
1: recover it later. Just real quick, Has anyone ever seen. Logan Lucky anyone
2: yeah. Oh, Adam some people got driver. i okay. driver.
1: So I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> Didn't they also do that in one of the Ocean movies? They like put it in something
3: and covered it and walked out with the money. You know what's so messed up about the Ocean's movies? <coughs> oh. Uh-oh. Is um I I kept calling it uh the the all women one, the one that I watched obviously. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept calling it Ocean's 11. And my boyfriend kept being like, no, it's Oceans 8. And I was like, figures, they'd have less oceans for the women one? Hmm." (laughs) Makes you freaking think.
1: They're way more efficient than the men. They They, only needed 8. That that is approximately 70% fewer oceans.
3: Yeah, so they cast fewer. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Is that how they
2: name them? It's the amount of yeah, a they're all nice people. Ice yeah. people? Yeah. yeah, guys, I was just like, why are they going out of order?
5: <laughs> well, they they had so much dead weight on the Ocean's Eleven team. They, like the women didn't need a Carl Reiner to act senile and like feign a heart attack. Sure, at but team. a they female actor
3: could have used that job. You know what I'm saying? Judy Dench is
6: doing great. <laughs> yeah, she's in Cats. Here's a question. Oh, I, oh, I retract move. the
5: greatness.
6: <laughs> so, does anyone else like? Because I have a very active imagination in mind. Like when you go through like security, or you go like in some kind of fancy place, you're like, "Oh, if I were to rob this place, or I were trying to beat security, how would I do it?" And then you kind of run these scenarios in your head.
2: No, um, I would say Elizabeth will probably agree. Like as a woman, we're like, "How can we get out of this dangerous mm-hmm. situation that might happen? Yeah, if to, someone tries to kill me if here, tries to kill like, me 'Where? How can I get out?'" <laughs> and like at least just take my body with me.
4: Yeah, fun <laughs> questions, Sammy. <Yeah>.
7: Real
6: fun. <laughs> I, I stand corrected.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do, do we think that's on the truth? Was it uh, no? Uh, Some head shakes No, I
4: don't think it's the truth. Okay. Uh, we think that uh, this municipal sewer worker found or basically is the one who discovered the source of a major cholera outbreak and helped it from getting way worse.
1: I see. Okay. Um, Well, neither of you are right. Uh, So basically, he saved the entire British economy. By keeping everyone from dying from cholera, obviously. All right, so I got a little story here for you. So (laughs) bank managers received an anonymous letter with a return address asking them to choose a date and time and to meet the anonymous mailer in the vault that held the UK's gold reserves. They found the request funny since no one could access the vault without their knowledge, but they replied anyway because they wanted to see what would happen. On the appointed hour, management gathered in the vault, and a few minutes later, a tile in the floor moved and a man covered in sewage emerged. He had discovered an old drainage pipe that led directly into the vault. The bank immediately secured the drain and gave the worker a small fortune for his honesty. The plot of another
6: heist movie, Die Hard 3. <laughs> I, is it? I don't even They know. robbed the Federal Reserve through the
3: sewers.
1: <laughs> okay, there you go.
3: Sammy loves movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are friends? All right, River is 69. Without a doubt, the most badass Greek god is Hephaestus, or as I call him, Metal Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hephaestus was the blacksmith to the gods Forging all kinds of cool stuff And is known as the Quote Only ugly god Among perfectly beautiful immortals Which, you know Honestly, same (laughs) (laughs) If there's a cool thing in Greek mythology You can bet your ass Hephaestus made it Athena's shield Achilles' armor Cupid's arrows hes basically just Q from James Bond Hephaestus isn't all brawn and sweat though What plant is regarded As the sacred plant of Hephaestus? plant is the sacred plant of Hephaestus?
3: Uh, as we all know, mm-hmm. um, there's, a, there's a plant that in the, here, I'll quote Casey Musgraves. She won an Oscar, not Oscar, what's the music one? A and gr- Grammy. A Grammy. Oh, Grammy. Oh, no. She won a Grammy. Um, uh, there's a song lyric that she has uh, that I can't remember the wind up to right now, but uh, the end of the line is plants that open your mind. Uh-huh. Casey Musgraves smokes weed. Uh-huh. I would never. <laughs> um, but you're from
1: Texas, of course.
3: But Hephaestus um Midas I <laughs> uh, <laughs> So weed? They left me out hanging here, yes. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs>
1: it's legal now, guys. It's cool. It's cool.
3: Yeah. Not till January.
1: <laughs> Turn out your pockets, Sammy. It d- I just get sleepy.
3: Uh, so
6: Hephaestus, the god of creating things, would just get high and then bang out hot metal with a hammer.
1: Yeah, yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, he would.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I'm in love. Yeah, yeah.
1: metal daddy. <laughs> oh
2: god. Uh, so would he? Would he just keep it for himself, or would he like share it around? Did he oh, have like no. some little friends?
7: He was the only one. He, nobody even knew. They just thought he was like this chill dude.
5: So, so as far as Hephaestus is concerned, there's no puff, puff, pass? No. no, no. So it would be like,
7: be like, hey guys, come over here, I got a fucking shield for you, man. <laughs> he always had, I mean, his
4: yeah. room was always like smoky and stuff,
7: yeah. you know? From the, it was the uh, perfect uh, cover. And why would you yeah.
4: share with anyone who was like, you were the only ugly one out of all of our society? <laughs> Would you share with anyone? No, well, yeah. exactly. I, I would be like having a, a existential
6: crisis. I'm like, you give people golden showers, <laughs> and, I, and you have all these lovely babies, and I'm alone here with my hammer and weed.
3: I'm sorry, oh. Sammy. What is this voice? You gotta do it some more. Uh, listen, I don't know. It's, it's
6: I'm hey, <laughs> I'm a
1: manifest. Hey, puff puff, faster myself. Is he a gravekeeper on the verge of death? Yeah.
2: <laughs> here. He looks strong. He looks it. awesome. You know what he, he'd be people are like
1: So he'd be he'd be singing barracuda by heart?
2: Yeah, dude. He okay. loved it.
1: <laughs> what part of this makes you think he's not high? That he's what? Just, oh, fair. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do, do we think uh, weed is the answer? Well, yes is the answer, but for this particular question.
6: Uh, we we agree. We think it was hemp.
1: Okay. Uh, no, you fools. <laughs> it was fennel. <laughs> Good. Someone said good from the audience. Low carb diet. The, <laughs> what is the, a lot of fennel fans? <laughs> Woo! So the stock, we all know this. The stalk of fennel is notoriously slow to burn, and thus was used by the ancient Greeks as a way to transport fire from one place to another. And since Hephaestus is a god of fire, the plant has become associated with him. Okay. Nice job, it. you fooled I them.
3: I had yeah. a fennel salad once. Yeah, did not like it. Did it burn? No. There you go. But now Elizabeth never will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. You're imbued with the power. I am Spartacus.
2: I am
6: Spartacus.
1: I am Spartacus. Oh, getting worse. The ancient king Picus was a wise man, gifted with visions of the future and a rock and bod. He attracted the love of all sorts of nymphs, dryads, and centaur ladies. Centaur the, ladies. That's right. But the witch Circe fell especially hard. When Picus refused her advances, she angrily turned him into a woodpecker. That'll happen. <laughs> Today, the real king of the Woodpeckers is Canadian actor Eric Bauza, who provides the voice and famous laugh of Woody Woodpecker. He didn't create the laugh, though, as the character debuted in 1940, 39 years before Bauza was born. But he shares something in common with the original actor who created Woody Woodpecker's voice. So, who created Woody Woodpecker's voice, and what does that person have in common with Eric Bauza? <laughs> Who created Woody Woodpecker's voice?
6: <laughs> Who created it, it would be Mel Blank. Okay. And what he had in common with Eric Bauza was that they were both war veterans. He modeled the laugh after the laughter he heard of someone inside the, not the asylum, but you know, when they had shell shock before they realized it was PTSD sure. that you'd have in the wards.
3: So, what was his life story besides being a veteran? Mel Blank? Yeah.
6: Well, as we've learned on this show, he once fell into a coma and nothing would raise him. Uh, so the doctor, would, as a last shot, was like, hey, uh, how are you doing, Bugs? And then Mel Blanc awoke from his coma going,
2: ah, nothing much, Doc.
6: That's true.
2: That is the scariest story I've ever heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> uh, uh, Elizabeth, I'm gonna, I'd like that do something here, because we mentioned Lady Centaurs, and you are a buffet of horse stories, and I know... <laughs> that's I'm, how I would
1: describe Elizabeth, yeah. A buffet, a of, buffet of, horse of horse stories. Is, is
6: there a horse story that you have yet to share with us? Because you have so many awkward, or amazing, or horrifying horse stories.
3: Um, oh, I don't remember if I shared this one already with Look, that's you. That's okay. I, uh, was, uh, in, um, oh, when I got my fingernail bit off by a horse,
1: did I share that with you? You got your fingernail bit off. That's pretty yeah. precise for a horse. <laughs>
3: it was. So I was feeding a horse. I was in uh, sixth grade. I was a child uh, in horseback riding lessons, but we were allowed unsupervised to groom the horses before we went to uh, practice. And so I was. I put the bridle on and the saddle on. and I was brushing the horse. Her name was Blondie, even though she had brown hair. What?
1: Whoa! <laughs> and, crazy horse names are crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And I put the bridle on and I was like, I've got a sugar cube, Blondie. This is for you. And then she started eating it. And I was like, "Oh, frick. You can't feed a horse when it's got a bridle on. It's got a bit a bit in its mouth. It's going to like choke on the food." So I was like, "Okay, stuck my hand in her mouth." Blondie bit down cuz she's like, "Ooh, more treats." <laughs> and I pulled my finger my hand out and Ugh. I remember one finger getting stuck it was my middle finger on this hand I had one finger getting stuck and I remember looking in her eyes and she looked at me and then my hand popped and came out and my finger came out fine but my nail was gone
1: and now Blondie has a taste for human flesh I had to put her down
3: <laughs> and my writing instructor was like I like wrapped it up in paper towels and didn't say anything. And I like, got on the horse and met her in the ring. And she's like, You're bleeding. <laughs> Do you want to call your mom? And I was like, We're going to wait till the lesson's done, Miss Kim. <laughs> I'm going
1: to get my money's worth.
3: <laughs> I love horses, but they don't love me. Also,
7: this horse Same. didn't bite you. You literally stuck your hand
4: in its yeah. mouth while it was eating. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it was on me for sure.
4: I like it that your your reasoning behind that was that it already had something in its mouth. Well, clearly, it needs more in its mouth.
3: To get I was trying to, the to get the cube. sugar cube out because I was like, oh no, I'm going to hurt her. It's definitely a,
1: a little old lady that swallowed the fly scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I just just for comparison's sake, how big is a sugar cube to the throat of a horse?
3: It's small, and they melt. <laughs>
1: That was going to be my follow-up. A sugar yeah. does uh, immediately melt, doesn't it?
3: I was 12, <laughs> and I was an empath, as you can tell. I was like, this horse matters more than me.
1: Fair enough. Um, do we think it was Mel Blanc, and, and they were both war veterans? Nah. No. Nah. We don't think so. Okay. What do we think? Uh, we think it was Casey
7: Kasem, uh, who did the uh, American Top 40 up until he died, and was the voice of someone on Scooby-Doo. Shaggy. Shaggy. He was the voice of Shaggy. And um, I think they were both uh, Leos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure, they are both Leos. Uh, Well, actually, it was Mel Blanc. That's right. So for the first two years of Woody Woodpecker's film career, he was voiced by Mel Blanc, but he had to leave after he signed an exclusive contract with Looney Tunes. Yeah, so uh, Eric Bauza is the person who does the voices now for the Looney Tunes characters. So in Space Jam 2, he'll be doing the voice of LeBron James. (laughs) Okay, River 69. Julius Caesar was a populist Roman dictator, politician, military general, and the modern-day god of pizza, as evidenced by the fact that Little Caesars is the third largest pizza chain in the United States, behind Pizza Hut and Domino's. The company is famous for their catchphrase, pizza pizza. (laughs) What does the phrase pizza pizza refer to?
7: (laughs)
4: Yeah. Are you ready to play? No, no, no. What does pizza pizza mean? Oh, Ben is ready, so <laughs> oh, here we go. What does pizza pizza mean? That's a great question. What does it mean to you? It means two pizzas, and that is what <laughs> Little Caesar is referring to, is two
7: pizzas.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that is a logic you cannot argue with.
6: No, no, we cannot argue with that logic. Pizza, pizza does refer to two pizzas. Why would you spend all that money on advertising when you can just say things like
5: "car four tires" or
4: "beer with lid"? So that it was actually like, uh, hold on, they were beer with a lid. <laughs> yeah, beer without lids. when be, you go to a bar, you I get love, it just in a cup.
1: You guys, you guys do two go cups, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
6: I New, New Orleans. Orleans?
1: Yeah, New Orleans, okay,
6: okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm Stevie. full of advertising for any product.
4: <laughs> so it was, it was actually an older promotion that they did, and then it caught on. It was mm. like two pizzas for $2 at the time. Are you
6: aware that through my high school years, I used to work for Little Caesars in the Detroit area, and in fact cooked pizza for Michael Illich? Oh. He came in. In and his tracksuit and Italian
1: sports car. For those uninitiated, Michael Illich is...
6: The owner of Little Caesars and the Detroit Tigers and the Red Wings and part owner of the Second City for a while. Mm-hmm. I did
5: not know that. Uh, in, in, Detroit. in Detroit. I was going to
2: be like, he's so rich and he's going to Little Caesars?
5: <laughs> uh, Michael Illich is actually a sweet dude. He, um, he took care of Rosa Parks' bills for like a decade. She was... uh, When she got older, she was impoverished, and he basically, like, gave her a ton of money. That's awesome. And took care of her living expenses.
6: Yeah, and he liked the pizza I cooked. He said, that looks like a good pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy, how did he talk, though? Oh, man, he was here's a weird thing and I don't want to because he, he is a nice guy but he looks kind of weird it's like he looked like waxy and he had like big curly poofy hair like a young Gina Davis <laughs> uh, at the time. It was inappropriate at the time. Now Wax- it's fine.
2: Waxy or like dewy? Dewy? Yeah. Like wet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, like the hot hot trendy makeup trends right now. Mm-hmm.
6: Oh, no. Not dewy. More like doughy? <laughs> I like see. the pizza. Like the pizza. <laughs> yeah. But he was a very nice guy who dressed
5: like he was a straight up gangster. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and he had a tiny laurel wrapped around his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Is it two pizzas?
6: Yeah, well, that was their hook. You'd, buy, you'd pay for one pizza and get two. Pizza, pizza, and then pan
1: pan for the little square Detroit style pizzas. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Yeah, two pizzas. Yeah. Uh, it was. <laughs> Peter, I have a question for you. Yes. What's better than pizza? Nothing. Well, two pizzas.
4: Damn it. Oh, set up. Can you take away ten points from (laughs) us for that? Not from us, from Just from Peter? (laughs) Just from me, yeah. I'm my (laughs) own team now.
1: Okay, fair enough. Alright, I am Spartacus I
0: am Spartacus, Spartacus.
1: Oh, Still God. bad uh, That was your last chance too So, The Argonauts were a band of heroes in Greek mythology Who in the years before the Trojan War uh, Accompanied Jason in his quest to find the Golden Fleece The Toronto Argonauts, also known as the Argos Are a professional Canadian football team oh, yeah. How did the Toronto Argonauts originally get their name? the Argonauts get their name.
6: Uh, damn. what will give you the answer and then Monty's got a killer joke. Awesome. Uh, they're huge
5: Ben Affleck fans. It's the answer. It's pretty good. Don't investigate further. So this is a fairly recent team.
1: Like 2008 maybe?
5: No, they were in on the conspiracy back in the, the Iran hostage crisis. I see. I will give... 20 of
6: our points. Wow. It's a very so, cool game. Specifically to Ben, if he can differentiate the rules of Canadian football versus American football.
7: Okay, first of all, everything takes twice as long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good.
6: <laughs> I, I would love to hear anything you have.
1: No, I, no, I think that's it.
6: That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh
3: I don't understand the Ben Affleck references. He was in a movie movie? called
6: Argo. Um, I didn't get it either. um, He directed it. He was an Oscar contender.
3: I
2: didn't get it either, but they were boys, and I was like, "Mm, they seem like they know. (laughs) No, that's
6: goofy.
3: In my uh, Second City Conservatory class, somebody had a song that made it into our show that was about 2012 and the world ending, and there was a reference to Argo in it over and over, and everybody was like, this is such a funny joke. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) What does this mean?
1: I never saw it. Did anyone see it? It won Best Picture. Yes, I saw it. (laughs) I don't see movies just because they're good, Daryl.
2: Something about Ben Affleck (laughs) freaks me out. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Is it his face? Uh, I would say that and his energy, probably. Something about it is like too aggressive, but also really sweet, and that, I don't like it. So,
6: is is it the energy pre or post Jennifer Garner?
2: Ooh, good question, because I don't really like her either. (laughs) I know. It's like, something about her, she's... <laughs> this makes me a terrible person. She seems too nice. Okay, no, that's You know what fair. I mean? Where it's just like anything you said, like if you kind of said like you're t- you come home, she's your roommate. Let's pretend, okay? Okay. She's your roommate. You've had a hard day at work, and you just like want to get a beer lid a, a lid, a beer with a lid on it. You just want to <laughs> sit and drink, and she's like, "Oh, did you have a bad day?" And like tries to make it better instead of just letting you vent about it. And you're yeah. just like, "Go eat your yogurt or whatever <laughs> you do," you know?
5: <laughs> so would you say her energy is genuine or? Afflected. Oh! Boo. <laughs> I think boo is appropriate.
1: <laughs> uh, a long con. <laughs> do, we, do we think that they the, the truth? Uh, the Argonauts are a big fan of uh, Ben Affleck?
3: No, not Ben Affleck. They're a big fan of the book, The Argonauts.
5: Which, by Maggie Nelson? Uh-huh. They love it. Seriously? They love that book.
3: What's the plot, What's the plot of that book? Oh, I haven't read it, but they love it. It's an amazing
5: <laughs> book. It's a legitimately amazing book. It won Best book. book. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it won, it won, Who, no, it won book. National Book Award. Who was the author? It, it, Maggie Nelson.
1: Okay, well, you're supposed to say Ben Affleck. But, uh, ben, how
6: long did it take you to read it?
1: Uh, twice as long. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: boy. Okay. Uh, no, it's actually from a rowing club. That's right. What? Boo. 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 Boo! Canadians, Boo. Boo. The Canadians r- have the worst names. It's the real answer. The Expos, <laughs> <laughs> So, jeez. So Jason the Argonauts set out to find the Golden Fleece aboard the ship the Argo sometime before the Trojan War. So given us nautical theme, the name Argonaut was adopted by a group of amateur rowers in Toronto in 1872. The Argonaut Rowing Club, which still exists today, went on to found the football club.
6: Isn't Toronto inland?
1: Uh, it's in Canada, so yes. It is up against Lake Superior. <laughs>
7: No, it's not. Is yeah, it. It's up one of the lakes, yeah. Lake on... I don't know. I've been to Toronto. There's a big old lake there, yeah.
3: He's thinking of a hotel pool. Is, <laughs>
7: yeah. Is it
6: a great lake? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like like lake lake. Our, our, one of the great lakes. Our audience here are saying yes. I believe them more than you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, we've come it's to our twice final, as big as final question. We're going to book that for all it's worth. <laughs> oh, Brother Where Art Thou was a 2000 hit from the Coen brothers, set in the American South and based on, of all books, The Odyssey. I am Spartacus. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> no. With references to characters and events from The Odyssey, like the Cyclops, the Sirens, and the Oracle, the movie was a hit. The star of the movie is George Clooney, who, in addition to being known as one of Hollywood's hunkiest dudes, is also known as one of Hollywood's most infamous pranksters. <laughs> what pet-related prank did George Cooney once play on his then-roommate, actor Richard Kind?
3: In constant sorrow through his
0: days I am a man of constant sorrow think-
1: All right. What pet-related prank did George Cooney play on his friend?
4: So... Uh, they had a cat in their apartment and to make Richard Kind think that the cat was constipated he scooped the poop early every morning so there was no poop in the litter box and then like a couple days later he pooped in the litter box so it was just like a huge poop for a cat how could you
6: tell the story of George Clooney pooping in a litter box with a straight face are you a monster how did you not break during that story
2: <laughs>
6: it took every
4: sense. ounce of willpower to get to now. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: that's- can you imagine going to clean out your cat's thing and there just be a huge human poop in
1: it? Just the perfect. My,
2: first of
6: all, my poop is very dainty.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> that means it's been in your intestines for too long. Did you know that? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. If it's like you know, if your poop is like little balls, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking. Like I would say a route this big. Everyone look. Everyone look. Uh, gotcha. For
4: those listening at home, it's about the size <laughs> she, of a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> everyone gets punched in the shoulder. She gotcha. <laughs> uh,
2: but for real, my my college roommate was a nurse and told me that.
6: Well, what if you have, like, lots of, like, fennel and stuff, and you, but you don't eat that much? Well, so then wouldn't I your don't poops think, be small?
2: I don't... I, no. Like what? a rabbit? Yeah, like rabbit poop. Rabbit poops. <laughs> okay, like, if you're pooping <laughs> like a rabbit, I think you should go to the doctor.
3: <laughs> I remember my dad made me watch Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? with him once. Uh, and I was uh, actually, like, 12 or 13. I guess all those stories are coming to top of mind tonight. Uh, and... I remember at the end he's like, What'd you think? And I was like, Daddy, there weren't enough women in that movie. And he was like, You can still like it. And I said, But I didn't.
6: She just called that movie poop. Wow. That's a
1: that's such a good story.
6: Like
3: I've always been like that.
6: <laughs> Then she took her fingernail out of her father's mouth. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Uh sadly, Spencer. Uh-huh. I think he nailed it. I think I've heard this story. That is the truth.
1: It is the truth. That's exactly what happened, exactly how Peter told it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm amazed. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a great
6: joke, but also what a horrible roommate. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: I mean, for a couple days he did all of the litter box scooping. That's, that's not true. that bad of a roommate. That's pretty good. Can you do
6: a Richard what was Richard Pry- can you do a Richard Kind impression of finding human poop in Litter? <laughs>
4: I have to get, uh, you know, I'm a method actor, as you all know, so. <clears throat> well, I'd have to remember how he sounds again.
1: Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, nobody in the room knows how Richard Kind sounds.
4: Uh, I think everyone in the room and everyone at home knows how Richard Kind sounds. I just, I just want to point out, for
5: the people, obviously, that can't, like, see this at home, Elizabeth had her hands apart like a paper football goal. Yeah, what was Are you being the litter box? Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs>
3: A scene partner, if you will. Oh, there's
4: so much in my litter box.
1: (laughs) Okay. Nailed it. Nailed it. We've reached the end of our show, and that's going to put River 69 over the edge. Yeah! yeah! Congratulations to them for winning the game. I want to thank both my teams and everyone here in the audience and everyone at home. Thank you very much. Have a good night. I am
5: Spartacus.
1: Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Monday at 8 o'clock right here in Chicago at the Comedy Sports Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to cszchicago.com and use the promo code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camalucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Ben Palin plays music with his band, California Burrito. Kayla Mullinex performs with Cool Ann every second Thursday at 8 p.m. at the I.O. Theater. Daryl Monty performs sketch comedy as part of Fiasco at the Crowd Theater, Fridays at 10 p.m. Elizabeth Del Toro can be found online. At twitter.com slash selfie DT. The DT stands for dairy trader. Peter Williams can also be found tweeting as his paranormal alter ego, Clay Goodman, on Twitter at RealGhostBeef. And as always, to Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd.
0: Producer Rich here. You can also see Let Sleeping Dogs Lie live this year at Pod Slam, September 21st, from the IO Theater here in Chicago let sleeping dogs lie will be kicking off the events at noon be there ten dollars all day unlimited re-entry and all benefits go towards connor's cure benefiting pediatric cancer research and treatments head over to arcadeaudio.net slash pod for tickets donations schedules and much much more Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made
1: possible in part by listeners like you. Check out Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show.
0: Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.